Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Good evening, everyone. So great to have you back. I am always very excited to record another episode of Seeking God's Grace. Why am I excited? Because I can meet you, I can talk to you, and I can also seek your feedback and hear later on how did you go, how did you respond, and what kind of thoughts or reflections came to your mind, to your heart, after listening to another episode of Seeking God's Grace. For all of this feedback and hopefully for maybe at least good feeling or challenge that you get out of it, I'm very, very grateful. Believe it or not, but we are already up to episode 50 of Seeking God's Grace podcast. That means that in two weeks time will be exactly one year anniversary ever since we started to talk to one another, to hear one another and to learn about our stories. Certainly I learned a lot and I will talk about it in episode um, 52 when will be exactly 52 weeks of meeting on our podcast. For now, let's go back to episode 49 and what we are talking about during the time of Lent. In the last episode, we talked about more than one way of fasting and more than one meaning of term fast during the Lent. I finished with a little list which Pope Francis provided us with when he suggested that we should have fast from hurting, fast from sadness, fast from anger, fast from pessimism, fast from worries, fast from complaints, pressures, bitterness, selfishness, grudges, and from words, and simply stay silent and listen at times. I hope that this little list and your own reflection about fasting was fruitful for you. I wonder also how did you go with understanding and challenging yourself on what could be your way of fasting in 2023. One of the listeners shared with me, I find it a lot easier fasting from food than fasting from my bad habits. Pope Francis' way of fasting is not easy, but we can only try to be a better person with God's help. Well, maybe that's your story too. Maybe you had similar experience or maybe you had a very, very different experience when listening to this episode. What would we talk about today? Today, I would like to explore with you the second advice of the Lenten practices called almsgiving and what it has to do with seeing God in other people. Almsgiving is and should be 
a natural fruit of fasting. If we fast from food, we should be saving some funds. And naturally, we should have those money or those goods which we could share with others, which we could give others. And I hope that you see exactly where I'm aiming um, to go with it in connection with fasting from food. If you abstain from something, it's not only for the sake of sacrificing it, but it's sacrificing for someone, for someone else's need, not yours. What is almsgiving? Let's just try to look at definition. It is simply giving to those less fortunate than ourselves. This can be through donations of some goods, spare change to Caritas or local food bank, or even through person-to-person contact with the poor. That's the most common understanding of almsgiving. And that's the most uh, known way of giving to others what we have saved through our fasting, abstaining from certain foods. This land If your family has not regularly engaged in almsgiving in this particular way, you might consider making a change. Search for opportunities to serve those less fortunate, people who are poor, vulnerable, making their lives easier, even in a small way. And that is true, especially in the time when um, the life expenses are really rapidly growing, when it's very hard to make the ends, when it's very hard. As soon as you will go to any grocery store, you know how much money you will spend on basic goods. That's very hard. Giving alms can be not only money, but can also be clothing, food, shelter, and many others. Almsgiving is not an act of selfless giving, but an act of self-service and should be given from charity or generosity. In stories about Christ, What consistently stands out is Jesus' commitment to helping people living in poverty. And you might ask yourself, why? Because almsgiving calls us to recognize God in others, especially less fortunate, those who are in need. And this is important because this makes us to expand our understanding of what giving is. I'm going to read this sentence again because I think it's very important for us to see it. The word almsgiving is not very popular these days, but if we will even change almsgiving into simply giving, then we can say once more that this is a call to recognize God in others, especially less fortunate, and those who are in need. And we can look at some ways 
of practicing it, especially practicing it during the Lent. And maybe through this Lenter practice, trying to have a family culture or your own culture of helping others, helping those in need. So here are some ideas which you can implement with your family. Think about family member who maybe needs the gift of your time. Spend some time with that person. Quite often it can be an elderly person or the person living on their own. And it's not given that everyone feels comfortable living that way. Maybe people want and need your presence and you can give it to them. This is a great gift. This is seeing God in that person. And the obvious one, next one, it's quite popular and implemented by many families. Get yourself a Project Compassion box. Put there loose change. And then donate the money to a local charity. Project Compassion goes with Caritas, but there are many others that do similar things. The next gift. Teach someone the skill which they need, but have no one to show them or lead them. Quite often, it can be as simple as showing someone older than you how to use their phone a tablet or the computer. Usually younger generation complains about that they have to teach those elderlies over and over again the same things. Well, the gift of knowledge in the way of how to operate the devices can be a great gift to help someone else. For example, to communicate with their loved ones. Another one, the next time you shop for your own groceries, I don't know where you go, Woolies, Coles, Aldi, whatever reads your store, or wherever you do your basic groceries, buy a few extra canned goods and donate them to a food pantry or food bank. In my local parish, we do a beautiful throughout the land called High Five for Lent. That means that for five consecutive weeks we donate different goods every single Sunday that is then passed on to the House of Welcome and the House of Welcome is the place for refugees nearby. So one week, for example, the church collects um, some cooking oil, the other week some laundry powder, and then those goods are being taken to those who need them more than even us. Another way of giving to someone and seeing God in them is to use the opportunities to spend some time on reflection, identifying what areas of your own life need changes, adjustment, How are others affected by your lacks of something or, well, not really the best life attitude impact someone else's life? How can you improve on it to benefit others? 
that might be a little bit odd for you but the reality is that if we ourselves become better this is a gift to others too because that way we will be more able to see God in others another one which is quite common for many people research a charity that works with the poor and make a commitment to regularly give to that organization. And remember, if not goods, then perhaps your time. Many people know uh, Meals on Wheels. Other people know that there are some ways of reaching out and checking who needs your time, who can benefit from your time. And this is actually a big one because we are all time poor, because we have so much on our plate. But maybe if intentionally this five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour could be given to someone else, to the people closest to you and to people outside of the group of those who you love, that can be a great gift. And maybe the last of my little suggestion here, resolve to never judge those who are less fortunate and teach your children the same. We would never ever know why people are living on the streets and or don't have money for their daily living. We don't know their stories. It's so easy to jump into conclusion based on service. Don't judge book by the cover, they said. It is so easy to judge, but it is not our place. If you are in position to help, help. If you can't, it's okay. Maybe you are the one who is at some time a recipient of someone's gift of time, money or any other ways. And that's another side of arms giving as well. This is actually even harder than to give. What? To receive. To be a recipient of someone's gift in the time of hardship, it's not always the easiest. And that leads me into another part of talking about arms giving. What if people misuse what you give them? This is an important part of almsgiving. Why? Because this is not our place to know and or to judge what will happen with what we are giving. Our part is to give and not to wait for any recognition or even checking if they use the gifts as intended. And it can be difficult and tricky. In some ways we expect the gratitude. We expect that people will use our gifts well and even if not saying thank you, they will make the most of it. Well, think about parents. If you are not one yourself, think about yourself. 
when you were a child and you looked at your own parents. Parents give everything what they can to their kids. But there is no any guarantee what the kids will do when they will grow up. What kind of choices they will make. And a similar story happened even to Jesus. Just think about it. After all he has done for us, including the passion and death on the cross, most of the time we take it for granted, complain that the gifts from him are not what we expected, winch when things are not going the way we think is best for us. It takes time, efforts and faith to be able to accept the fact that giving to others can still bring you rejection, lack of understanding, no appreciation. I will never forget the story of giving to some migrant family uh, many years ago when I was traveling uh, in Poland, that was in capital city on the train station in Warsaw. So what happened was that um, there was obviously a family of migrant and I was approached by the mother with a baby on her arm. And this woman with very broken Polish, I don't know even what country she was from, was begging for money, was asking me for money. And I look at her and I was trying to communicate saying that I will not give her money, I don't have cash, but I will buy her food. And actually, I went to the kiosk that was there. I bought her something to eat, something to drink, something to give to the a little child on her arm. She took it all. Then she looked with me with a very, very angry face and threw all this food on the railway track instead of eating it or giving to the child. I was quite shocked. I wasn't really sure what to do with this and how to interpret that. She was obviously frustrated that she has not received money from me. She was obviously not happy that I have not given her what she was asking for. But at the end, it is not my place to judge what she did with what she did. And with arms giving, it's a little bit like that. If you can give, Give without looking back or looking for anything. The other day, I came across a little reflection called an alphabet for Lent. So someone uh, came with the ideas, actually the name of the person is Florence Wedge. Uh, she came with the idea of practices and good advices, starting with each letter of the alphabet, which can be a plan for Lent. There are some wonderful advice there, and there are some which fit so greatly with almsgiving, with challenging ourselves for Lent. And I think that it will be great if you will ever come across the document like this and you will think about how many of them help you to see Christ 
in others. How many of those statements can help you to uh, be a better person, be like Christ? But what I taught when I was reading it and when I was thinking about almsgiving, when I was thinking about recognizing Christ in others, especially those less fortunate, I was thinking, what would be my alphabet? What will be A to Z experience of being Christ-like? Would you like to give it a go and think for yourself? 24 letters from A to Z. (laughs) What is it like to be like Christ? I'm going to leave you with this task. I'm going to leave you with the thought of trying to see Christ in others and to see Christ in yourself too. Because others looking at you will see him through your kindness, through your good deeds, through your good intentions. Almsgiving. It's not something we do to make ourselves feel better. In fact, any giving should not be. But it is something which should come to our hearts naturally. Seeing God in others, recognizing Him in those less fortunate. There are numerous passages in the Bible which refer to the presence of God in those less fortunate. And in a sense, this is a story about us too. Because we all need God and because we are always lacking His love. I'm going to finish off with the alphabet for Lent, which I was referring to a few minutes ago. This is again by Florence Wedge, adapted from an article in The Visitor, that's uh, one of the magazines. Uh, If it speaks to you, A to Z, that's fine. If maybe one letter speaks to you, that's also okay. But this alphabet is an invitation for you to think about what describes you, what helps you to seek God, and what helps others to find God in you. Enjoy! An alphabet for Lent. A. Accept with patience the little hurts and slights that come your way. B. Be open-handed and open-hearted, willing to give your time, talents and yourself. C. Christ cautions against a gloomy approach to penance. Wear a cheerful face this Lent. D. Deny yourself the next candy bear and milkshake and give the value in money to some needy cause. E. Endure hardship like a true witness of Christ Jesus. F. Fast from a food that you particularly enjoy. G. Give some thoughts to performing one or more of the spiritual of corporal works of mercy. H. Hair shirts may be out of style, but penance 
remains a necessary part of Christian discipleship. I. Ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. Try to read a section of the Bible every day. J. Jesus fasted 40 days, 40 nights in the wilderness. Wait 40 days, 40 hours, or at least 40 minutes for something you want very much. K. Keep your Lenten practices with courage and perseverance. L. Let us now grow weary of doing good. M. Mass at least once a week. N. Never miss an opportunity to speak comforting, enlightening or forgiving word. O. Observe the Lenten regulation in effect in your diocese. P. Pray the rosary or part of it during Lent. Q. Quiet times for prayer and reflection can be scheduled. Ah, Reparation for sin is always in season, but Lent is especially a good time for it. S. Search your heart for your pet bad habit and determine to weaken its hold on you. T. Three enemies, the word, the flesh, the devil, may try to fall up your Lenten plans. Be on your guard. You. Undertake only what will make you better. V. Visit some sick, elderly or homebound person. W. Walk the sorrowful way of Christ. X. Extract your reasons for passing judgment on others. Be less critical. Y. You have been raised up in company with Christ. Set your heart on what pertains to higher realms, where Christ is seated at God's right hand. And Z. Zeal and determination, plus the grace of God, will help you emerge to con conqueror from every Lenten test. Well, have this zeal, have acceptance, and have every other letter under the sun that describes your way of seeking God and finding Him in others. Happy almsgiving, happy seeking week, and I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.